I'm Arlene Bunn, and in for John Oakley, my favorite part of this show, as we do some talking with some wonderful talkers, I would like to welcome John Capobianco. Thank you, John, for being here. He's a senior VP, senior partner, national practice lead for public affairs in Fleischman Hillard, Toronto. Michael Giles. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you today? I am good. Nice to see you again. Served in government 30 years, federal, provincial, and municipal levels. Dave Sparrow. Thank you for joining us, Dave. Pleasure to be here. And Dave is national president of ACTRA, which, of course, is a film and TV actors union here in our country. He's run federally for the NDP municipally in Toronto. You got it all. We have great talkers. Let us begin. I'll start with you, John. On my right, let's start with this Saudi spat. It's a most unusual situation. You know, just a few months ago, it seemed like just yesterday, our prime minister was the toast of the world, Mr. Progressive. And now we're getting a rep for being in these headlines we never thought we would be. It was a tweet, to be fair to this prime minister, that many, even those in the Obama administration, saying we tweeted out very similar things. And look at this reaction from Saudi Arabia. How do you feel? Are you surprised? Bizarre. I, I got to tell you, this whole incident is quite it bizarre. It is weird. I, it's, it's one of those things where you just figure, where did this come from? And, and mm-hmm. sort of out of the blue, and I understand that this prime minister has always been big on, on social rights and human rights, and all prime ministers have been, and they all deal with those issues in a very... Um, you know, in some in some ways, very political and very careful ways, because when, especially when you're dealing with other countries and their sensitivities. So, for the prime minister to sort of you know go into this kind of uh, this kind of debate, this kind of war with with a country like Saudi Arabia is is interesting to say the least. But you know, uh, it, it, it's it's troubling in that it's another issue for Canadians, uh, and it's a trouble for this prime minister. Not the fact that he's brought out and, and sort of showcased the fact that there's mm-hmm. human rights issues and wanted this person obviously released. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he did it in such a way that was public and the way that got Saudi Arabia now to counter in such a vicious way, to, you know, not only countering, but but holding off on, on do issues. Do you think they had a right to, though? Well, I think they do have a right to do that. I think that, you know, there's an issue that you can deal with these human rights issues in, in a very political way, which is diplomatic through diplomatic channels and whatnot, and which is how most of it's done. Kind of like President Trump does. Well, huh? <laughs> or even, you know, Prime Minister Harper did that in, uh, when he was Prime Minister. So there's ways of yeah. doing it. But what what's troubling, though, is the fact that this is yet another fight that we're having internationally, which we don't need to have we as don't. Canadians. Look that's, at where we Trump are. Of, this is a crazy special place in hell after the G7. Now we've got this. Who are we as Canadians? Michael Giles, well, how are you reading this? Something funny well, going on. I, I think when I we use the word something funny, I think the process is the issue here. And what appears to have happened is that on the weekend in Canada, uh, the foreign affairs minister has tweeted something out. What seems to have ignited this is that it was picked up by the Canadian ambassador in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, obviously reading his boss's tweet and retweeted it out mm-hmm. through the, the Canadian mm-hmm. embassy in Saudi Arabia. That has ignited this. Uh, speaking to John's point, these things are generally dealt with through diplomatic channels. There's a reason for that because, you know, if you, you do this kind of thing in Saudi Arabia, eye of course, eye combat, absolutely, you get a they're going to push back. Mm-hmm. I, I, you only have to look back a few months ago in December when the prime minister was in China and uh, he didn't put anything out beforehand. There was no massive, you know, thing going mm-hmm. on. There was no tweets. His actual quote was when he was asked about human rights, he said, we had a frank dialogue on human rights between him and the president of China. His the press release that was put out. And we said, all thought that he wasn't tackling. No, let's I, be fair. We're well, like, come on, Frank. Well, dialogue. The, 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 well, the press release that he put out right after that trip was we had a respectful discussion on continuing efforts uh-huh. to improve human rights. 
So obviously that was the process, that was the, the diplomatic chance. Now they've gone into this sort of milieu of throwing this thing out. And I, frankly, I just think that they had no concept of where they were going on So this. you're going to lay a little blame. You want to rally around your country. I'm going to believe in that. Absolutely. But you're going to lay a little blame with our liberal government here. I think they just, this was something they thought they were going to throw out on the weekend. Maybe they didn't think the, the Canadian ambassador well, in Saudi Arabia would put it out. And, and now it's blowing up. And, you know, you mentioned the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. But I don't think the Obama administration and the United States Embassy in Saudi Arabia would retweet a lot of this stuff. So they put it out there sort of for domestic consumption. Others would see it. When you start objecting it right into the country itself, you're going to have Here pushback. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Well, you, you know, <laughs> Michael, I think that that's, this is the problem, is taking these communications to Twitter yes. is something that uh, Donald Trump has certainly done. And now and we're he seeing doesn't it. Care. No, he doesn't care. And uh, and he seems to just throw it in people's faces, and and the response from Saudi Arabia seems uh, o- overwrought and surprising, quite frankly. But I will say this: kudos to the government of Canada for not just uh, talking a good game, but walking a good game when it comes to human rights, and for calling uh, some people out. And and perhaps those conversations should happen respectfully behind closed doors. But nonetheless, for for not backing down for too long, we've been considered just the meek and mild Canada, always mm-hmm. saying sorry and letting others uh, well, can't do what say they do. Sorry but but we have a mm-hmm. reputation for defending human rights, and we need to we need to stand up and do that. All right, let me ask you though i hear what you're saying but this is why this is so complicated you know we could have been here uh, a year ago talking about this saudi arms deal and of uh, the liberal government so there's a criticism here that the prime minister has uh, beliefs in foreign policy when they're convenient is that fair and and I would say personally that the the arms deal was an unfortunate uh, move by our government, and that we should have taken a stand at that time. I mean, far far too often we seem to turn a blind eye to uh, human rights when it serves us uh, to ignore uh, those violations, and then at other times uh, we we stand up. But really, we should be standing up uh, for human rights around the globe all the time because that's what Canada's. About. I know it is, but hey, you know we want on that UN Security Council seat. Let's face it, this is so complicated because look at what happens at the UN. There are unsavory characters with big human rights problems, and those that criticize our obsession with getting there wonder if we're not making some kind of compromise. Is there irony here, John? Well, there is. And I think Dave's point about the sort of the, <clears throat> the consistency of it, you know, the unfortunate play with respect to the arms, but it, but then, then this. So there is some sort of, you know, consistency, which I think is leading people to scratch their heads about this, because where, where did this come from, and, mm-hmm. and how did it all sort of how did it all sort of react but i think the, the the bigger issue now is how do you back down from this so now you've got an issue that is that is international uh, it, it is now worldwide known. Trump's uh, President mm-hmm. Trump's uh, comment. There's people that now are, are internationally that that are focusing on this issue. Um, so what does Canada do? Because you can't now apologize. Uh, you've got to be able to. You, you know, Saudi Arabia has dispelled uh, ambassadors and now students and all sorts of things and trade issues. About, although not oil, mm-hmm. they're not going to. They're not going to. Uh, they're no, not going to uh, touch the. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to touch the oil uh, trade, but. Uh, and I think that's where the um, the issue now is. So now all the back-channeling diplomatic plays has to happen because you can't have Saudi Arabia and Canada angry at each other 
uh, over this issue. So now, no, on the other hand, though, I mean Saudi Arabia—they're—they're they're not a great—they're not a great group over there, and so it's tough, isn't it, Michael? What well, do you do here? It is—if they made a mistake in diplomacy, clearly when they correct it, they need to do it with such finesse. It is unbelievable. Well, and that's why they've got uh, the United Kingdom, they've got France, and they've got the European Union. <clears throat> trying to inter, you know, be intermediaries between us, you know that if this was really about you know just human rights alone, and, I, and no one disputes the issues with human rights in Saudi Arabia, but for example, uh, why has the government not withdrawn the honorary citizenship of Aung San Suu after what has happened with the Rohingya in Myanmar? I mean, that is a blatant again, maybe example. convenience absolutely, here. absolutely, or the situation with Christians, say for example in Pakistan, or you know these are, there's a lot of human rights issues going on around the world, and we need to stand up for those things. But clearly, in this case, it seems they've gone down a road that, you know, in, in speaking to that point about Twitter, I mean, this is, this is uh, you know, we know what Donald Trump does, but, you know, that's sort of unique in its own right. Yeah, but Proper it shouldn't governments don't be. behave it that way. It shouldn't be. People just start acting, and then Absolutely. you realize, you know, when you're Canada. Uh, Dave, is this, are we getting a... A bit of a problem reputation, as Andrew McDougall, who used to work for Stephen Harper, said, it's becoming a bit of a trend here. I, I think one of the exciting things, if I may, is that people are talking about Canada, and oftentimes <laughs> it feels uh, that we're sort of an afterthought uh, uh, in terms of It's true, we minds. don't get a lot of headlines, and no, certainly no. in the U.S. we are a lot there. Now. And we have been getting some headlines, and we've been we've been standing up. You know, I'm, I'm a sovereignist through, through and through, and believe in a strong Canada and CanCon and projecting our culture to the world, and, uh, and I would say that uh, part of that culture is the way uh, we uh, treat the weakest uh, members of our global society and and certainly uh, Canada has a reputation for standing up for folks and uh, being peacekeepers and all those great things and we should uh, uh, continue to do that so I hope they won't back down. All right, we're going to take a break and we're going to return with our fabulous talkers here. I'm Arlene Bunnan in for John Oakley. We're going to take a break. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It underscores the danger of undertaking sensitive diplomacy via Twitter, and we've seen lots of examples of that coming south of the border, and we've been critical of that, and yet here we are. We find ourselves having painted Canada into a corner. 